All right, LJ. So let's first of all, how do you say your last name? It's Yequo. 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 Okay. So let's get a little background on you. Uh, I've really I haven't seen you guys rope a ton, other than like I, the first time I remember watching you rope was it San Angelo a year or two ago, where you guys were three on the first one, I believe. Second one, yeah. I let him jump out of the first one. Okay, second one. That's I was like that was the first time I've I like really like watch you guys make a run at a big rodeo and i was like okay that was that was pretty dang <laughs> pretty dang good right there so just give me a little bit of background where, where are you from so all of my family we're originally from north dakota on the reservation um mha nation fort berthold um my parents obviously grew up on the reservation and my dad had got a uh, a union job an opportunity to come down here to oklahoma to work on the gm plant in oklahoma city and so he had come down and my mom and uh, all of us, we stayed up there. Actually, JC and I wasn't, weren't even born yet. So we had stayed up there. And then my dad just loved it down here and said, well, we got we to gotta come down here. And by that time, I was a year old. And Jeremiah was just just very, very wet behind the ears. And uh, my parents got together at a really, really young age. So obviously, the kind, of, the kind of hardship that comes with being together, you know, high school sweethearts or whatever. Um, so Oklahoma has just been a land of opportunity for us. And we have loved it. Okay, so where at in Oklahoma are you guys living at? Uh, we live 45 minutes north of Oklahoma City in a town called Crescent. Okay. It's pretty. It's a pretty uh, centralized location. Right. And uh, so most of the times there now, like not much to do with the Dakotas, like you're calling Oklahoma home? Yeah, but I'd call Oklahoma home. We recently put uh, our hometown for the PRCA, you know, when it's uh, on TV back home in North Dakota, uh, just kind of for my family and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Well... What about the rope and when does when does this be kind of become a thing for you guys? You start to to kind of go down that path. Uh, what what kind of inspires that? Well, my dad. Uh, we come from a, a big rodeo family. Um, we have a couple uncles, uh, great uncles that are in the Cowboy Hall of Fame in Oklahoma City, and they were uh, rough stock riders. And my dad had always had the dream of having you know a rodeo family and kids that would make it to the NFR and whatnot. And and that's where our names come from. That's why we go by our initials because he wanted that to be you know our rodeo names. Okay. And um, really, it's been it's been in our minds for you know ever since we could swing a rope, and we've been swinging a rope ever since we you know three or four years old, and just have loved it. Right. Okay. So how old are you now? I'm 23. 23. And then uh, I got 21 is your rookie year in the PRCA, right? 21. Yes, sir. Okay. So 21, 22, kind of getting your feet wet yep. rodeos. What is that experience like? Man, you know, like I, when people would ask me, because a lot of people have asked me if this year's our rookie year and no, it's not. Uh, like you said, 21 was, and I really wish that we'd have waited a little bit longer. Uh, in 21, we didn't, we just kind of stayed around in circuit rodeo. We didn't go to hardly any at all. And and we really just kind of jumped into the PRCA with, you know, uh, blindfolded, if you will, and didn't have any help. Like my dad, my dad rode bareback horses when he was younger, but he he never really did take it, you know, to the next level. Um, so we had no idea. And all, I mean, there's a lot to go, a lot to go with, uh, you know, being in the rodeo scene. And um, we really went last year. We went until August. We came home before the Northwest. And circuit rodeoed um we buddied with a johnson so that was that was a really cool deal you know his dad is obviously jet johnson and they're pretty tight with driggers and so it was as far as around get, getting around at the rodeos and stuff it was a really neat deal for us we definitely learned a lot right all right so that we'll call last year like the first year like getting outside of the circuit right. <clears throat> what's the the hardest part 
that you didn't really foresee happening? You know, what was kind of the biggest challenge of that that year that you really were not prepared for? So I I rode one horse all year long last year, and uh, it's my good mare. I call her Rita, and she I had figured that she'd be good everywhere. Um, just because I've I've ridden her since she was three years old. I mean, she's been my number one horse since then. And you know, we went to Salinas, uh, like Sheridan, like some of the longer square rodeos. Um, wasn't really her cup of tea, um, just because she would get a little bit strong. And so that would be probably my biggest, you know, wish I would have known a little bit better then. But you know, going to all those rodeos and being able to know what it's like is going to be a big help this year. Yeah, having I think that's the the hardest part about rodeoing, right? Is getting experience, but also managing the the wins and the losses and the, and the swings of it, right? Absolutely. So with that, you know, you guys start going the first year. It, it I mean, it was a it was a good year, but it wasn't obvious. Uh, this year, uh, last oh, year, last so, year. So yeah. I'm calling like 22, kind okay, of that. Gotcha. Like that, the first year, like really rodeo, and I just say like. Um, what about the mental side of that that year with how the wins and losses? What did that kind of feel like, or what do, you know? Because we're right now we're we're almost to June. Uh, we're kind of get you know get you're getting ready to really go out there and start rodeoing. So like the mental side of it from handling the ups and downs. What did you take from 22 to now like that's in play this year to to understand that? So my brother and I have uh, definitely grown up a whole bunch, um, like mentally and uh, professionally. Last year, you know, he would miss or I would miss, and we were so hard on each other and obviously didn't bring each other up like professionals would. And so I feel like that was a big, big downfall. We weren't there building each other up. And uh, when we went, like I said, we buddied with the Johnsons, and those guys would miss or whatever. And it was like, oh, man, you know, it's fine. Just we'll go get the next one. I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah. we need to be like that. And since then, man, it's been a big game changer, a big, big game changer for us and excited for, uh, you know, what's to come so being brothers how hard is that to because you've got the opportunity to to communicate on a different level right you kind of get to be a little bit harder on each other or a little more truthful right is absolutely that, is, and, that, and that's why i think it was so easy to you know to bring you know bring bring each other down um because we are you know so close and whatnot and um i mean it's it's honestly it's toxic to be like that and especially when we're both showing up we're both putting in the work um, we don't want to miss, but it's inevitable, you know, things are going to happen and you just got to roll the punches and go and get the next one. Yeah. Kind of trust that process and yeah. know that you guys are both working at it. And then, um, the other thing too, if you're working at it, let's, let's kind of talk about that. Do you feel like it's, do you guys kind of go about it the same way and look at it the same way from like a, like a work ethic perspective and a practice, you know, how you guys want to build on that? Elaborate on that a little bit more, if you will. So, like, uh, for example, this is where I'm kind of going with this. There are some guys that like to run a lot and like to practice all the time. And there's other guys that, like, they're like, hey, I like to run about 25 head. That's kind of my number. And and are you guys similar, like, on how you like to practice and set up your schedules? Absolutely. Or? Like, we're, we're two peas in a pod. Like, we do we do everything together. And, and you know, like, the amount of practice that we get in kind of depends on the horses that we have at the time. Uh, my brother and I, we train horses. You know, we always have horses around. So depending on what uh, we have there is really, I mean, we try to get the maximum of our day out of practice. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are always like, but you're in the arena working on it. It's training horses, yeah. working on yourself. Like you guys can kind of get that structured out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And when, 
how has that gotten better, you know, through the last year or two? Like how, as you guys progress with your roping and getting better with your roping and riding, how has that changed from a few years ago? Man, it's changed a whole bunch. I felt like we've always had structure, uh, structured practices just because I, we have the opinion of, you know, like not just going to the arena to, you know, just rope to pass time because, I mean, really it is a job and like we, we train horses for a job. And so like I feel if you go with no intent, then you don't get anything out and it's just wasted time. So we'd always practice with intent and I feel like we've just, you know, progressed with our intentions and stuff and how we go about the different runs that we make. And, and I had in August of last year, I really switched up um, how I ride around the corner and how I like break out of the box and stuff. And I feel like it's been, been a huge uh, game changer for, for us as a team. Right. What about that? As far as like making changes and adjustments, you know, cause that's the one thing is you're young. So you've got to, you're going to constantly want to work at it, right? Right. So how do you try to find the line of, all right, this is what I've, I've got and I like to, you know, go with this as far as com competition-wise and then be able to step back and like, all right, maybe this is a, another piece that I need to add to my game. So how do you try to find that line but keep the confidence there? So I didn't, like, I knew that I had needed to change a little bit up, um, change something up last year during the rodeos and stuff because I was kind of, you know, closing myself in and not necessarily riding all the way around the corner. Um, I just, I wasn't disciplined uh, enough to, you know, make the same shot or ride around the same position. So my, my brother, he'd always send me TikToks of, you know, the Paul Leaves or Buddy Hawkins, you know, th right. the number one guys. And he was like, yeah, you need to do this. You need to do that. I was like, <laughs> I'm trying, you know, <laughs> but yeah. anyways, um, I got a new horse last year in August and he had really, really upped my game and, and gave me more confidence in the uh, area of, you know, riding the same position every time or, you know, riding to their head and then just, you know, sucking, sucking to the inside. And, and so that, that has been a big help. I got you. And then you said the, the word discipline. And, and I think this is something that's tough as a healer, right? Like, I think that's one of the qualities that a lot of great healers have. So when you look at like your healing and how you try to improve on it how do you look at the discipline side of things and try to recreate that throughout your runs and especially rodeo because you guys you guys main the rodeo right like right. that i yeah. mean you, you jackpot but being from oklahoma i guess i don't see around here like the open right pots is a ton but it's you guys are rodeoing a lot right yeah, sure so the the discipline rodeoing um well first of all let's talk about your guys's run like what is the rodeo run that you guys like to make and obviously you put a lot of fast times on the board. So how does that kind of show through there? So, so we've been practicing that run since, you know, we could be horseback. Uh, my brother never did have very fast horses. So he was always, you know, when he was younger, he would just throw it up in the air and he would float. <laughs> and then you don't think you're going to get there. And then bam, it just snaps right on the horns. Yeah. And uh, so, so we've been practicing that run for a long time. And to see it actually starting to come together and, and to be fairly consistent at it. It's been, it's been really, really awesome. Right. It's an aggressive run, right? Like yes. it's, it's, it's one of those runs that you guys are going to win lots of big yeah, checks it, it, like with, if right? Yeah, like if we catch in that run, like we're going we're gonna to win or we're going to, you know, be right there. Like they're going to have to come get us, you know, if, if we make that run. Yep. And what sets that in stone? Like, hey, that's our run. You know, is, is it like both your mentality or is it, cause, cause I, I guess I, I like my question for this is like, I love it when a guy gets around and the team gets around. I think that's very important to be successful, 
but there's a few different types, right? Like there's guys that are like a little bit more conservative heading that they're using their horse a little bit more and they're going to catch more cattle just because it's a little bit easier run, but they're not going to win those big checks as much where you got guys that are heading going to take more risk. And so the, the swings are going to be a little bit more up and down, Mm -hmm. right? Like you might miss a few more, but then when you connect, it kind of, it kind of makes up for it. Right. Yeah. Like, like high risk, high reward. And we obviously know that, you know, like we were Vernon the other night and, uh, the steers were coming pretty hard left. I don't know. Surely you've been to Vernon. It's kind of a narrow arena. And, uh, we were fourth out on a fresher set. These guys were getting out and they're shoving them left. I'm like, we've got a game plan. Like, well, I'm just going to score the cow with you and come with you. And that's, and that steer kind of like just he. my brother obviously threw, threw a long ways at him, but his rope came out of his hand and, uh, like he just ducks. Right. But if I'd been up there and kept the steer better in the left lead, like it would have, it would have connected, you know, and, and like, just kind of like making game plans like that. I mean, obviously it's, like I said, it's inevitable. You're going to miss like, you know, a decent amount. Um, so right there, like on his run, like to get back to it, I kind of chased a rabbit right there, but no, you're, um, that that is our run that's why you don't see us uh at the jackpots all the jackpots you know we'll come down you know there's a big one or whatever um but we don't necessarily just go out of our way to go to a jackpot because we uh don't jackpot the best so we we're, which we're trying to get better and uh you know if we have to be seven out of rodeo to win then we'll probably be five or you know right or, or mess um you know that's just kind of how it is right now but we look to improve that uh, because you do have to catch sometimes you you know go to go to dodge city kansas you know it usually falls apart right there and you've got to be eight to win it and uh you know if you can't catch an eight then i mean it's a tough deal you have to be a catcher yeah kind of got to know how to win too right yeah, you've yeah. got to know how to win so from your perspective when you've got a header that's going fast there's a couple things that are going to be pretty tough right and, and i don't think a lot of people talk about this but the actual like hazing and you setting up your position is very difficult, right? Like that it can be, yes. And and I think that it's difficult because you get situations where you might not see the header or a head rope. Yeah. And the that, steer's that, gonna that's be that's usually what it's like. <laughs> yeah. And and so you're kind of out there and you've got the steer in a lane and and it just happens fast, mm-hmm. right? Is that kind of how that feels? And is that was that kind of like one of like the discipline things and like setting up the turn that you know, to kind of get back to that original question, is that something like mentally that's challenging or how do you, how do you try to slow that down so you can be consistent right there? So that, and that, you know, being disciplined in that area and that, and that spot that you just talked about, it's not really too bad uh, just because I know exactly where the steer is going to go. Right. And I know exactly, you know, if my brother fumbles his wrap, like I know exactly his movements after that. Um, so I know where to push, but I'm, you know, I'm talking about as the, I used to not ride as far up, so I would be behind, be behind, and would, you know, maybe get him on the third hop or second hop, which is fine, but, you know, at a fast setup when you've got to be, you know, for nothing, you've got to be definitely be in that spot if you want to win. Right. What about, like, from the mental side of things, what do you think is the most important mental skill to have uh, for professional team rope, or especially rodeoing? So for me is is I like to – um for obviously forget about the losses but i like to forget about the wins as well uh whenever we do good i you know like i often really don't get excited you know we we cashed in uh pretty good at san angelo and you know my sister called me and was like oh my gosh how's it feel you know and the next day like you got to be on a high like just 
just another day, you know, like I just try to forget about it so much and that so it doesn't bother me or affect my, you know, my level, the levelness of my head, you know. Does that go to like, do you have goals or kind of a, like what, what creates that? Where does that come from? <clears throat> That's unique. I, I, it's really easy to let the highs get high, and right? It, especially like understand like not letting the lows get low. Like right, right. everyone kind of says that, and, and I think it's that's a big challenge in itself. Like losing and how to stay like you know believing in yourself, right? But when you win and you don't go too far up, and you just kind of want to stay in that, is that like a a process you've decided or what? Where Absolutely. Does that come so from? we've had we've had very very humble beginnings, and. Um, when we would go when we were younger to the junior rodeos, we would see, you know, the guys like wearing the cool rigs and whatnot. And we didn't, we didn't have much. Um, but, you know, my parents, my, did, my parents did great for us. But I would see everybody, you know, they would do good and they would just kind of put their nose up to us because we didn't have the best horses or, you know, the best gear. And uh, I was like, man, I will never be like that, you know. So it's kind of, kind of like I'm trying to be the guy that I, that I wanted to see or I wanted that I needed when I was younger, you know, so that that's where it kind of comes into play for me. I get you. Does it make you chippy? Like chippy. that? Like have a chip on your shoulder? I don't know. Chippy's probably not a word. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, right. When you see that, uh, you, I mean, you see people that are well off, right? right. And they, they, they kind of make you feel a certain way. Like they are better. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly the, the feeling, but does that add that like, motivation or was that something that kind of just like what does that like add fuel to the fire or? In, in a sense absolutely uh just because you know like the guys you know that i would have to always ask to rope with you know you know not being good and they'd always say no i'm full i'm full and, and at this time we weren't good at all like which i don't blame them for roping for not roping with me um but you know just how they went about it was not in a very professional manner and so i'd never forget you know how those people made me feel yeah, and it's it's you know now that we've you know progressed in in roping you know those same guys kind of come up and and you know you want to rope it's like man no I I got them all like you know thank you though I appreciate it and, yeah which I don't like I don't show nothing I just you know keep it professional I got you I'm not like that <laughs> <laughs> I, I there are times where I'm like I I do remember some especially being young like high school age right. and you I guess it's just more like I want to feel like I belonged right exactly and, yeah and, who doesn't and it would it would really rub me the wrong way yeah. and i'd get pretty i'd get pretty bad about that yeah. you know but i i think it's um it can be used in a really positive way right like sure. understanding like hey this is where i'm going but also trying to remember like where you come from yeah and I, and i think that's um the one thing about rodeo that's really it's tough right is managing the finances it's a very expensive sport um the swings financially can go really high to really yeah. low yeah and, uh, you know, as you're building that, is that something you try to put a game plan together for? Um, or how do you try to look at that that aspect of it? Because, you know, being being young guys that are going to go fast and have bigger swings, like, is that something mentally that wears on you? Has it just been something like you, you're okay with it? Or do you try to put like a, a financial plan together to, to handle the ups and the downs of it? So my brother and I have do have some contingency plans. Uh, in place so you know if we, when we do get real real, real low um, we can we can you know fall back on those and that that is a really big uh, you know um, extra leg if you will yeah and so um, 
you know, as far as that goes, like that, that is our run. So we hope that we can, you know, obviously keep, keep it going. And we'll stay it, true to it, right? Yeah. You can stay true to the run. So I think this is really important for someone that, that is trying to, to understand like, Hey, how are we, how are we going to handle the, the ups and downs a little bit, especially if you don't have a lot of money Yeah, is having a backup plan with what to do with the finances is really important because we're more than likely a lot of us will go broke at yeah, some point, right? Absolutely. So if you can know like, hey, we're not gonna, we're gonna learn from the runner maybe how to get better, but if we can stay pretty true to it and we, and if it is good enough, it will work, right? Yeah, and then like last year, um, like I said, we don't jackpot much and there's some some of them rodeos where you, you it's almost a jackpot run in a yeah. sense, just a real sharp jackpot run. And um, my brother got to changing up his game a little bit last year, you know, rodeoing with the Johnsons, Kellen, ride this horse really, really well. I mean, we'll blow the barrier out Yep. and be a coil away. And they were like five, nothing like, and we would practice at their house. And I'm like, wow, bro, like, how do that's so impressive. You know, my brother will throw from the box and we'll be five or whatever, you know, and just changing that game plan up a little bit last year, um, hurt us. We went, we went for a week or 10 days or something like that. Didn't win any money. Cause we were just trying to, you know, we wanted to slump trying to change something up and which we should have just stayed true to our, you know, our run that we've practiced since we were 13 years old. But I mean, it's just, a, it's a learning deal, you know, I mean, you learn as you go. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that it, cause it, it will be, there will be important times where it'll get cold. Yeah. And, and I was, I was saying this to someone in the practice pen the other day, we were kind of making some aggressive type of runs and we'd, I think it was a buddy. Buddy and I had a rope like four or five days in a row, made some decent runs. And then one day, like within like six runs, we didn't have a catch. You know, like I was just like, I miss, I miss most of them, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, he doesn't really miss. But you know, like we, between that, I just, I scored bad and just didn't make the run that, you know, you're supposed to make on that steer. And I was like, this really could be 10 days of rodeoing right yeah, here. Absolutely. In one practice yeah. session, these bad four, five, six steers. So like I tried to put that in perspective, like, all right, well, if that's the case, you know, how are we going to diagnose it? What are we going to do? And, and I think a lot of the times I, I think we look at it like, okay, this is what's going wrong. And we try to change a lot and that's when it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is that something as far as like, how do you try to look at a miss or when you let yourself down, like you don't do your job, how do you look at that? So. Obviously, I know I've, I've got it in me to catch, and uh, everybody does. If they didn't, they wouldn't go, you know, and and I feel like, you know, I just kind of, well, I, I get about five minutes of, uh, you know, down on myself, and I just I just really just forget about it. Um, I t obviously take a look at the video and see what I did wrong or what I, you know, what I should have done, and then I, I just let it go, man. You just got to get to the next one because, I mean, you can't take it back. I mean, it already happened, and so... Um, I just try not to do that again, you know? <laughs> right. And then I think this is a great way because then the next steer, you're just more back to, hey, this is where I need to be. Yep. This is the game plan for yep. the steer. And it's just basically you're just back to trying to make your run, right? Yeah. And then let's say something happens a few times throughout the summer or just kind of keeps popping up. Like, for example, like I was, you know, you guys seen the video, my head horse got a little flat and I think he's getting a touch quick. Right. So like something like, I'm like borderline, he's too quick or it's really good. Right. And so I, I just kind of make notes throughout the, the times it's having it. And then if it happens too many times, it's like, all right, this is something I'm going to go to the practice pen and start fixing 
you know, at, at when I can, right? right? Or start addressing it at that point. And is that something that you tried to do as well? Mm-hmm. Or how does that kind of feel for you? It's like when you do have something that might go wrong a few times, it's like real similar. How do you try to to handle that in especially from your experience last year rodeo? And you know what I mean? When you there's not a lot of practicing, you know, how do you how do you try to make the adjustments or do you wait on those? Oh, so what I do, um, when I when I do miss a couple of times row, you know, being in the summer and not being able to practice anywhere and you get your confidence way low, I'll go back and I'll just watch a whole bunch of videos of myself, you know, roping really fast and, you know, shutting the run down really good. And I'm like, man, you got this. Like, this is just another steer. Like, you you can heal these things. And so I go back and watch those videos and, and it really helps my, helps my confidence when I bring myself down, you know. Yeah. And is that how important is confidence and then what about that like maintaining it or you you've already kind of said you don't let it get too high right but as far as like advice to someone or how you would tell yourself like when it does start getting low what are some ways you keep it consistent is it kind of going back to the videos or is there anything else uh being around good people you know good people pick you up and and i believe you know in anything business golfing yeah. Uh, roping. I mean, you got to be around good people if you want to be, you know, even even halfway successful. So I think if you're not around people that will help you bring you up when you're when you're so when your confidence is low, I mean, I think you're in a bad spot and you need to uh, take you know take a step back and look and, and switch some things up. Well, I think this is something that is it happens a lot when you hang around winners. They're like, I don't know that they make you a winner, right? But when you're constantly talking about the winning like a winning process or how to win and like looking at it from like a a really good perspective right right if you put the work in i think it helps follow like the the winning to follow that oh for sure yeah you can't just be around those guys and just expect to win like you obviously got to be putting in the work and whatnot and for those for those to reap those seeds you know well and and so that's i think that's what kind of ties in so you know you've put the work in and if you believe in it and you can kind of continue that and then you're around the good guys like it kind of helps you feed that like you don't really feel like you're losing don't get don't get down on it i think that kind of helps feed into it and it to me like it's weird when you're winning right like it feels so easy when you get Mm kind of on those hot streaks you look back and you're like man that that was pretty it went pretty good right and and then the low streaks, they feel like they're gonna last forever. forever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I think if a lot of the stuff, like like I said, if you're playing golf and it's fun and the days are fun and you're not sitting there dwelling on losses and you're just talking about like the things that are going right. Mm-hmm. And and I think that around people that are doing the same, it kind of it feels like you're winning, even though you might not be. And I th- I think it helps speed that up, right? And that's that's also I think that's also where like the confidence comes in, the that it just kind of those turn it back around yeah and fast. then so like you know kind of hit on that too um obviously missing you're gonna miss and so to help what helps me is like knowing that we're going to miss and so a while back i you know kind of took a step back and just kind of looked at you know what we're doing as a whole and realized you know we're gonna miss so like oh well you know there you can't do anything about it um and knowing that you man you just got to go catch the next one and that has really helped a whole bunch. And you can, you can be optimistic or pest, pep, uh, pessimistic, sorry. And, and no matter what in anything, even when it's going good, like you can still pick, pick apart the bad things. And obviously we will pick apart the bad things and what we need to do to get better. 
but I believe you do have to be optimistic. <clears throat> if again, if you want to be successful, like you, you know, I miss or whatever, and I'll make a good comment about his horse or my horse or you know what went right in the run. We don't necessarily just dwell on what went wrong. You know, we you have to give yourself credit um, in order to keep your confidence up. In my opinion, like, well, I rode around the corner, I had good position, but I didn't set my pinky down. I got an inside leg. You know, you just gotta, in my opinion. Uh, for myself is is doing doing things like that to not just you know totally destroy my confidence when we're not doing well right and almost like realistic right? yeah, like yeah exactly very, very real with yourself like hey this is it's a little mistake or hey we're doing this right right and this is what it is and and a lot of the times is little details are the the difference between wins and losses mm -hmm. at times but to address them and then just move on real fast, I think is is a healthier way than to to dwell on them while, especially while you're competing. Right. right. Yeah. Because they can they can definitely hold you back. And you know, if you're still thinking about that last run and like, man, you know, I, I didn't ride around the corner. Got really good at riding around the corner. Good right here. And then you just you ride around the corner worse. You know, what I'm saying like you have to have a free mind. You know, tunnel vision whenever you're going. You know, you you you're leaving a box. You know, you can't be thinking about anything else. Man, I I think the the mindset that you have is really unique just from this conversation. Cause I, I, I don't know you at all. This is right. literally the first time yeah. we're ever talking. And how old do you say you're again? 23. 23. Okay. So I just don't think a lot of kids under that, that age have been humbled a lot. Right. And, and I think the reason is that it's just the experience, right? Like we kind of think at least from my, like how I grew up, I thought I was good enough and i so i wasn't really open to like learning or getting better like i just kind of thought mm -hmm. you just kind of compete and you'll win and everything's right. going to take care of itself and a lot of the things that you that i'm hearing is that like it's there's a lot of humility right where do you think that kind of comes from as far as being able to understand like hey i gotta get better but this is good you know how how do you think you have such a strong foundation of that or belief in that you know it's <clears throat> it's really weird how i think about um i don't i don't know if this is definitely necessarily like hitting on it but it, it might be so just tell me if it is uh you know since we were younger like obviously the junior rodeo ranks like what's next the uh high junior high school junior high what's next after that high school you know we never made the, the high school finals in the junior high or the high school and we you know really were not good at all until we you know turned 17 18 issues when we started you know getting 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 better <clears throat> and so ever since then it's like you know what's next what's next you know when uh, college we get to college uh, we're going to our fourth uh, cnfr here in june um including our covid year and it's kind of like, what's next? Now we're like doing good at these these pro rodeos, and you know we're we're winning against these guys, and and I'm kind of in the mind frame of kind of like, what's next? But like, there's really this is it, you know? And so, I don't know. I have a really really hard time being content, and so like I'm always trying to better myself, like even outside of the arena, you know. I I pursue things um, so much, and uh, so you know, being content is you know not my weak link. You know, so I'm just a chaser. I'm, I'm, I'm a pursuer. And so I'm going to pursue the game and uh, obviously until hopefully I'm a world champion, you know, as, but that's everybody's game plan, you know. Do you think losing is important? Like not, you know, you just said like the didn't make the, the junior high finals and like really didn't peak very early throughout those basically the teenage years. Right. And so that time 
is a struggle, right? right. Those were probably pretty hard times on you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. My dad, my dad, he's a hard coach. <laughs> it, well, that's important too, right? Yeah. Having, having people that are going to be hard on you that will, they might break you down or tear you down a little bit, right. but it's with good intentions. Yeah. And losing, because now you've got to start asking yourself the question, why? Yeah. Right? Like you've got to, why am I doing this? And then if you can continue to answer that question, right? And through these losses and you still like doing it, you still mm -hmm. pursue through it. It kind of builds that foundation. Is that, I, is that kind of. No, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I think winning, I think losing it, I mean, winning is awesome, but losing is important, you know, um, and how you handle yourself and, you know, are you going to wear your, are you going to wear your emotions on your sleeve? Are you going to be professional? Are you going to get down? You know, there's just so many um, variables in, in losing and how it can build you up or break you down, make you break you, you know. What's your advice on that, on losing? Like how to lose, like how to handle losing. Um, obviously, you want to be professional always. You never know who's watching or, you know, who might ask you to endorse you. And if you if you are, you know, not carrying yourself in a professional manner, then um, if that person just happens to watch that, they're not going to want they're not going to want their name on, you know, some punk kid or some punk guy. And so I think if I could give any advice is to hold yourself in a professional matter. Um, and to take the take the losses, you know, go back to the trailer, sit in a trailer, you know, take your ten minutes, whatever, get down on yourself, but don't don't do it where anybody can see you, because um, that that's a big thing. Because I I lose, I, I like I'm a man's man, and I lose respect for people who don't carry themselves or, or wear their emotions on their sleeve and whatnot. And and I just think it's not not a professional way to you know go about things. I agree. the The one thing that I've I've constantly kind of wondered about is just knowing yourself right like there's some guys that they feel like they keep it bottled in and then they blow up yeah and then there's times like i know for me i get there's times where i just it snaps me off like right. i'm super pissed right and i just i feel like you gotta you gotta have that time and you gotta let it out yeah no ab it out. absolutely but there it's pretty ugly when it happens and yeah. it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. No, it is embarrassing, <laughs> but I do feel better after I've done it. And so I've kind of went to the, like, all right, I'm just going to go to my spot. No one's going to see yeah, it. Like rightfully so, man. Like, you know, go to the trail, you know, put a pillow over your head, just, ah, you yeah. know, get after it. Get a couple F-bombs yeah, out. Yeah, whatever you got to yeah. do. Yeah, I, I, I lose it pretty good. But, and, and then I kind of thought about that as like, like I did it at Caldwell this year. I, I got very upset. It was one of the first times in years that I've been that upset. And uh, and I noticed like going to the next spot, I was okay. You know what I right, mean? Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't hating it. Yeah. And so I think it is important. But I also I think being a professional is the hardest thing. Like the I I don't know if I've said this a lot or if any, but my dad told me this a long time ago, and it's stuck with me forever. He says winning's easy. Anyone can win. Mm -hmm. But being a good loser, like yeah. being a good person after you lose is really hard to do. And, I, and I've kind of looked at that. And I think that's, you, you build a lot of character. If you can handle those losses in the right way and then make sure, you know, you're kind of looking at it from a, a good perspective. But, you know, my brother, he used to wear his feelings on his sleeve a whole bunch. And, you know, I would miss or whatever. And like, I would just, it would just roll off and I would be fine. And obviously, like, you know, my other being would be fine. You couldn't tell anything was wrong. And my dad, he'd be like, you know, like, do you, do you even want to rope anymore? Like, like, what what's the deal? Like, you don't even bother. I was like, are you like, I just don't wear my feelings on my sleeve. Like, I'm I'm so hard on myself, you know. And like, you got to be. And I, I mean, it's healthy to get mad at yourself or get down on yourself, um, you know, to an extent. 
you know? And so I don't know. That's just been a, just been a thing of mine. I, like I, I just graduated with a bachelor's in uh, business management from Oklahoma state. So I'd, I've always had like a business uh, professional mindset. Um, my dad's a businessman. So I grew up around him and uh, you know, him being professional. And so I've had a really, really good father figure as far as, you know, you know, walking and walking tall and being, a, being a man, you know, and you don't, you don't, you don't just show emotion, you know, in front of everybody. And that's just outside of being professional. That's just something that, you know, I haven't grown up doing. Um, but there's been times, you know, where obviously you step in a trail and you're like, ah, you know, you don't I mean, you got to have those times. Well, and, and I think losing can harden you up too. And it can be, it's just a valuable thing because it does add fuel to the practice. Mm -hmm. It, um, it just kind of adds that, that extra to you. It just right. adds extra to your character, that, that foundation of what your game usually is. And it, it really does. It helps. Like there's, I have very, like a lot of the spins from like last summer, I thought I, I caught a lot of steers, but I don't remember them very well. The ones I remember are the, 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 the handful of like bad misses yeah. that I had, like the ones I really want yeah. back. Those are the ones that, that kind of haunt me and they, they still come through in the practice session. And I think that's, it's important because that is how I think if you can look at that in a healthy manner and address yeah. it, like, like very real, like you said, I think it, it, it does make you into a, that, a better competitor. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And to know like, you said i'm not a header and i you know <laughs> whatever but to be able to you know like visualize it like in maybe mid run you know like man this is like that rodeo at wherever and to be able to you know this is what i need to do and i think that and same with healing you know and come around and like man you know that steer washed out or got down or whatever like you need to do this and just just react you know it's um another thing is like our game plan um we barely made the college finals this year it was a tricky tricky deal my brother tied for third place and I was a fourth place healer. So with the tie, it dropped down to me. And at these college rodeos, we've had a game plan, you know, just go catch them. Just, just go catch them. Like they're so easy. They're yeah. so simple. And if, I mean, if you're 14 on two, then you're going to win no worse than third. Or you're to win it, you know, and we couldn't catch anything. We didn't catch a darn thing. And I think the biggest thing is having that game plan and, which that tore us down all, all year at the college radio. It was like, we caught five cows and what we caught, we won. You know, we, if we make our run, we're going to win. And we, we, we had a game plan and we made another game plan, like no game plans, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you can't have a game plan. Like team roping is all reaction. Um, you have to ride around. I mean, see your shot. Like if it's the first hop or the third hop, you you can't you can't make a game plan because like when I make game plans I I tend to mess up you know or second guess myself I need to go one more and a lot has changed like well you know I talked about earlier about changing my my riding up and uh, really what a lot changed up too is that I don't have a game plan anymore I'm just gonna ride around where I think I need to ride around and take my first shot and just react to whatever needs to be reacted to. <clears throat> well, getting away from thinking through the run right yeah and, exactly and because it happens too fast you know you can't you can't think in 4.2 seconds you know or you know two seconds the time that the head rope gets on and you got to heal them like you just you just have to react right there yeah I, and i think that's where a lot of people get in trouble rodeoing is they try to fix something and they are at the rodeos or they're jackpotting or whatever mm -hmm. and they're trying to fix it while they're competing and i think that's the worst thing you can do because it's it's that is something that you got to build the skill first and then it's just 
your mind should be shut off and kind of in the process. And then that's where it actually like comes through, you know, like the, the practice shines right. through, right? If you're yeah. in that reaction yeah. mindset. Um, if you're thinking, I feel like you're behind. And yeah, slow, absolutely. It, it like speeds the runs up and mm -hmm. it, it makes it pretty tough. Um, okay, so going from the the reaction mindset, right? Is that something... Uh, when you get to pressure situations, right? So you've had a, f you guys have had a great winter, you know, yes. and, but that means big steers. And this yeah. is the one thing about the winter rodeos with these big steers. It's like San Angelo, for example, you, you guys were slack, right? Yep. So you ran two in slack and then it's two weeks later that, <laughs> yeah. you, that you come back for yeah. the short round. So, you know, you've, you've got a good chance over there and you've got two weeks to think about this run. Yeah kind of be ready so it's a, it's an awkward feeling right like it's not like a normal jackpot or even some rodeos where they, you run a few then you might go to a rodeo or two and then come back for the short round right you've got some time to think about it like you've got rodeo austin you've got a few of these these got these deals we've had big hits has there been any pressure situations that that have really jumped out to you like all right this is how i'm, I'm gonna handle them or this is where you had to like really kind of dial it in or how do you manage your mind going into these bigger pressure situations so we went to uh, like you said we had two weeks in between uh, slack in the short round at san angelo and we went to san angelo the first time like not nervous like just another steer you know we went three nine and four five right there in the slack we got both on the same day came home yeah like i figured we i figured we'd be no worse than third callback um just because the steer the steers were really good over there and on our way back to the short round Man, I was, I was, I was nervous driving over there. You know, like yeah. man, like, got butterflies the whole high call. Yeah, yeah butterflies the, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah, you know, that's a six-hour drive from my house. You know, and we get over there, and like it's just fast. But before it started, I told Jim I was like, you know, our, our catching game isn't just you know on point like it needs to be. And you know, we talk as a team, and uh, you know, like hey, bro, like no matter like what happens right here, like don't let off. You know, like we have a rundown, like. That is a good setup for our run right there. And first team out goes like four, five, four, six. You know, I mean, it's getting tough, you know. And, yeah. And uh, I told him that. And before the team before team rubbing started, I rode around and I was getting ready. And um, <clears throat> Chad Masters and uh, Trey Yates, they went four, one. I'm thinking, man, that's, that's pretty dang tough right there. And then there was a four, four, like the Green Brothers, their second high callback. I think they went four, five. And then they call us. We walk in the boxes. They have to be like four seven or something like that. And like, well, we were three nine and four five. And like, man, I don't know what's going to happen right here. And the steer that we had drawn, I was not excited about. Um, Hagen, uh, Chad, Chad and Trey had him the first round, and he he was terrible. He went hard right. I mean, Chad threw his whole rope, and Trey did some grown man healing right there, and like just made a shot happen. Like that steer didn't give him anything. And then Hagen and uh, had him in the second or second time on him, and the steer come hard left and followed really bad. And so he made two different trips right there, and I didn't know didn't know what was about to happen right here. I was not excited. Um, I didn't have a real high confidence in in myself because I didn't know. Like I said, the steer made two different trips, <clears throat> and that's where you just have to react. You know, get back to what we had said. You can't really have a game plan. Um, Oh, can I jump in right here? Yeah, I think, absolutely. Is it? Do you think it's really important to not give yourself a way out on and losing right there when you've drawn a steer that's 
bad. Like, honestly, that's that's the worst case scenario going into a short round is there's the team that's probably not high call because they've had a terrible steer and right. they bring them into the short round. Right. And then everyone else has got good ones and you're like, all right, we probably don't have a chance on this steer. Do you think it's like, what does that perspective look like so you don't give yourself a reason to lose before you even compete on it? Um, I, you know, in the game of team roping, it's so fast now. So you obviously, you got your head horse, your horse, and you have your cow, like all three of them have to be in a line, if you will, you know, um, you have to have a good steer if you're going to win because it's so fast and you, you there'll be times where you get by and you will do good on those tiers, but there's going to be times where the steers are just going to take you out of it. You know, yeah. I mean, you could do your job and you know, if your steer is not just helping you out, then it's hard, it's hard to win on, on stuff that's not helping you, you know, I mean, you know that you wrote for a living, you know, just as well as anybody. Yeah. Well, I, and I guess what I'm trying to go to like in this is I've seen it. You can see it on guys' faces. They've, right. they've oh, lost gotcha. before yeah. they run that steer. Like they've lost on him. Yeah. So how do you not lose on this steer? You know what I mean? Yeah, what do you so got to tell yourself? Get, so you're like, you're, you're not giving yourself an excuse to lose. Like you're trying to give yourself reasons to win. Right. Is that, I mean, that's probably what you got to do. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that, that thought comes to mind quite a bit. Um, you know, there's a four one, like it, it's tough, you know, like yeah. the go around's tough right here. I would say this is worst case scenario to be high callback once you're riding in the box, right? Like <laughs> yeah. everyone is maxing them out. Yeah. And then you've, you, you know, in your mind, you probably have the worst steer in the short round. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know, I'd went back and I'd looked at who had who and like, man, this is going to be not, not in our favor. And so like watching these runs from the top 12 back, uh, Man, this is going to be tough. Like, God, you know, four seconds. I don't know if there's a run over five seconds. You know, it was tough. And walking there, I'm like, butterflies, like, oh, my goodness. Like, we got to do something right here. We got to do something right here. And I was just getting, getting in my own head, and I just start, when I get like that, you know, I just say, like, I'm a champion. Like, I'm, I'm a bad son buck, you know. Like, yeah. I'm going to catch this here. So I just trying to counter that with, you know, with good thoughts and obviously being, um, be having a good mind, a strong mind, and, uh, you know, just, take the bull by the horns, you know, get him out of there and say, you know, I'm a champion, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to heal this steer, about to rip the gears out of him. Right. So what happens? Like, like take me through the run from the time you like go to turn around in the box. So right here, you know, obviously you get butterflies and thinking, taking deep breaths. And as soon as the gates bang, man, it's just like so slow. Yeah. And, and I don't hear anything. Uh, you get your, you get your blood pumping and, and it's over. You're kind of, I heal that steer and I look up three nine and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that just happened. Okay. My brother headed that steer so fast. And then like he followed around and I'm like, man, these flaggers have been flagging people out all winter long. Yeah. And then he didn't get a good, a very good read right here. And luckily, luckily I was in the right position at the right time and I was able to get, was able to get him and the uh, crowd went wild, man. It, it was so awesome. And, my younger brother Jeremiah, he never I've never seen him celebrate. He's very a very closed book when it comes to emotion. And I seen him like he let his rep go and he looked at me and he just said, you know, Bow. he's fist pumping. Oh my goodness. That's the first time I'd ever seen him celebrate. And you know, we've we've had some pretty good runs this winter and uh, you know, the crowd have, have went wild and and he, you know, it's been composed, just trot down the back. But no, he let his rope go and he went, Wow, you know. Yeah. I think that's so unique too, because it's like I feel like when you, when you like the adrenaline really hits hard, it slows it down. Mm -hmm. And and the other the 
the worst side of that is when it's really fast. Yeah. And, and I think that's when you let your mind overthink and you're running too many scenarios through and you're just, you're just trying to control the situation as opposed to like being in the situation. Right. right. And, uh, and then when you have that and then make that run, that's gotta, I mean, it's, it's one of those things is a huge building block for the team. Right. Oh, for and, sure. You know what I mean? Like it just, you guys are in the middle of the fire and, yeah. and to, to do good there. That's, that's yeah, a that was, thing, that right? was awesome. And, and kind of, you know, hit on what you said about it being so fast. That was kind of my problem last year is I didn't ride the best position. You know, I was a little bit too far behind and uh, like everything was so fast, you know, coming from the, beh from behind and trying to make and making something happen that, 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 happens really really fast and not in the real life and then in your head you know you can't slow things down so me riding changing my position and, and everything is just slowed down so much more because you're already there and you're just waiting you know and makes it much easier would you would that be something you'd really recommend to to guys that are like wanting to, to perfect rodeo healing or just even want to get better at their healing if they want to slow the run down does that would you say that typically comes through position like once you have the skill like you've got timing and like you know you can catch feet right would you say position is what slows the run down? Absolutely. I think position makes the run, in my opinion. You know, obviously, if you if you got the skill down, you have to help yourself with the position because if you see the feet, you're going to heal. You know, I mean, if you practice and if, you, you know, if you're rodeoing, I mean, most, you know, eight, nine times out of ten, you're going to have a good shot. And so if you can set yourself up, like, why wouldn't you? You know, it, horse willing, if, you're, if your horse can help you out right there. Yeah. You know, I couldn't ride like that before because I felt like my horse would run past the cow, which he wouldn't. It was just, you know, not having that confidence in it because I had never rode like that. I've always just kind of, you know, got my haze on the cow and kind of backed up and followed around the turn. But now, like, I'm getting my haze and I'm holding and it's just bam. And it's happening so fast, but so slow, you know, and being able, being able to shut the run down and, and getting better better looks at the cows than I ever have. And so I would definitely, uh, definitely say to, you know, ride better position to give yourself a better shot, make your averages go up. Right. So one of the questions I, I ask a lot, and it seems to just, the, the answers are really unique. Uh, what's been the biggest loss or like the hardest time roping that at the time it, it sucked, but ended up being a, a big positive thing like you got a lot of good out of that loss so maybe maybe like this winter honestly um we started out at lubbock in which you know like last so a little bit a little bit a little bit of, to, to go back in time last august we had went through a pretty pretty rough dry spell like we we, we didn't go to the northwest we came home we circuit rodeoed and didn't win I mean, I, I think we, we came in second to our circuit finals. Like, we did okay uh, at the beginning of the year in our circuit. And my brother, he kind of went through a, through a little rough spell where he was not catching. And, you know, at this time, he's like, sorry, bro, like, whatever. Like, you, you're a rank header. Like, you're a top 15 header. Like, I tell him, like, you're not, not many people can do what you can do. Right. And so just building him up, building him up. And, you know, we, we were going through quite a few rodeos, you know, felt like forever, like, you know, we'd said earlier. And... um it started clicking and then it went dry again and we went to denver for the qualifier i think we won second in the round and then like i was just trying to get with my new horse and uh, i missed the second one or whatever and so it was kind of slow there so that's the san antonio um qualifier new valley we got out ran on the first one like it was crazy dude. yeah like my brother didn't even get a throw off those cows which they just got 
I got home from Vegas or whatever. And so they left so sharp. They were so fast. They were full. They were slick. I mean, anyways, we, in the second round, we went 4-2, one second. And then we go to Denver. And then we're 5-1 and 3-9. Got two barriers. I'm thinking, man, like, we got to do something right here. Um, we're going to have to rodeo our butts off this this year, you know. And we go to Fort Worth. We catch our first one. We, you know, we win $400 or something on our first one. Then our second one, no good. And then, like, man, like, I mean, this needed is a that. month and a half of rodeoing at this point, yeah. right? Like, I mean, this is like where we, I mean, we didn't start to feel like a bad winner. Yeah. I'm telling you, we didn't get into Houston. We didn't get into San Antonio. Like, man, we just missed big opportunities right here. We, we're going to have to, you know, this is not the spot that we wanted to be in. And we go to Jackson. Jackson was four, one was winning it. Manny, Manny and uh, his guy. Mm -hmm. And then we go there, we go three, nine. And like, that was our first time being three my first time being three at a rodeo. And so like, man, that was cool. But it was like, after that left, man, like I said earlier, kind of like just forgot about it. Like, you know, you would think you'd be like, yeah, you know, three, nine, it's like, and whatever. And we go, I'm trying to think where we went after Jackson. Rap we went to Rapid City and I don't like Rapid City. I feel, I feel so behind up there. Anyways, the steers were big from last year. Last year they were big, <laughs> yeah. Know? And they're strong, they, they hopped really strong. And we went four six right there in Slack, and I didn't think we were gonna win it because um, there's there's a lot of good guys up there, but we we ended up winning Jackson or Rapid City, and like so these are building up. And I'm like, man, like we're doing better. Like, I mean, playoff series rodeos, and so we're like, it's, it's getting better, but we're still got a rodeo. Like we're behind, we're behind a lot of money, and then we were able to go to Austin, which we I heard, we won we won the first round and or not yeah Austin. And like that was awesome. Like that was that was a big win right there. And then come back to the second round, and we just had a catch to make it back. And we caught the cow. And a lot a lot of our credit to just catching goes to just here. And, you know, we went to college. I'm gonna chase a rabbit right here if you don't mind. We went to college at Western Oklahoma State in Altus. And uh, you know, we're trying to just throw fast at practices. We're trying to you know perfect our fast run. And just you know put a barrel out there in the middle of the arena. He's like, you don't turn them before this. <laughs> You know, it's halfway down. He's a steer tripper. Like, that guy. That guy's a catcher. He's a winner. Yeah. And uh, so we would just catch these cows. We would, you know, he'd, he'd walk away from us and we're like, you know, we want to rope fast. But, no, we have gotten so much better in our catching game. And, you know, he'd watch it on the Cowboy Channel and he called us. He's like, yeah, that's that two years at Western Oklahoma State. You know, it's like, you're welcome. I was like, well, thank you, you know. Yeah. So we were able to catch that cow to advance to the uh, short round, which we didn't, we didn't do any good right there in the short round. But. Anyhow, we we got some good money out of Austin, and then we're we're picking things up. You know, we've got thirteen or fourteen thousand, and we're pretty excited. Like it's getting better, and we go to San Angelo, in which, you know, the times are fast. But I was telling my brother this, um, you know, just bro talk between him and I. Like I think San Angelo is a, a fairly easy rodeo. You know, the times are fast, but like you know, that's our run. We have it down. Uh, pretty good to an extent, you know, and so I felt so comfortable at San Angelo to be, you know, three nine. I felt like three nine just was not. We weren't even that fast, you know, like because it's so slow. And you know, I rode good position and in four five, you know, we were four five in our second one, and I felt behind, like the steer stepped off to the left, and I don't know, my horse didn't get there enough time. 
and but I, I kind of had to make a shot happen. It didn't feel good at all. Anyways, we win the first round, and if I were to heal this tier faster, we'd have been 3-9 or something again in the second round, place in the second round. But we got the win over there at San Angelo, dude, and it was it was so awesome. That that put us so high up and, you know, inside the top 10, and it was really, really awesome. Really changed our whole, um, I guess, not didn't change our game plan for the year, but it made it a little bit easier knowing, you know, like, hey, you know, we could have a bad day here or whatever, you know, but we'll keep catching and uh, hopefully keep climbing or stay in the middle of the pack in the conversation. Yeah, that losing it four or five rodeos in a row and, and just understanding, like, hey, when you get when you get 80, 90 teams, mm-hmm. the, the swings, especially you guys, you're going to have an aggressive run too. So there's yeah. going to be times where you're going to risk it a little bit more, and, and that's okay because you're going to get wins like the Jackson, Mississippi win, like a 3-9, right. you yeah. know, that pays like almost five grand. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So you get you're getting get huge hits in. Yeah, it's just sometimes it will. You gotta you gotta have the the toughness, kind of the mental toughness to know like the the lows are gonna be there for a while at oh, times. Yeah. And and winter rodeo is a completely different animal, really, because it's it's like you rope and then you might every two or three weeks you might go to a rodeo, really. So it's like if you don't do good at three or four rodeos, it could be a month. Or longer that you haven't won anything you know and it's yeah so like last year you kind of hit on that you know it's a, like you said it's a different deal um we went to odessa last year and no good like i missed both of them last year and but i just kind of listened to the conversation between you know the top guys or whatever i'm not i don't really remember who it was but you know they're making their runs or they didn't make their run and they're saying yeah man like you know rodeoing in january is hard because you haven't rodeoed you haven't made those runs at any rodeos in a few months yeah and so i was like wow like you know it is you know you 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 get sharp you're sharp all winter and then the guys that can stay sharp and keep sharp you know into january february then it's like that's pretty pretty dang awesome to be able to you know stay sharp like that and where we were not because you know we obviously hadn't been around that much and you know knowing the different things that we do now would be a little bit different then but you know it's rodeo you learn and i think that's that's the big thing right is if you continue to learn rodeoing and it, that just increases your odds of the wins happening right yeah and and to be able to to learn and and understand like how to be better prepared for certain situations and what it's going to be like and and then to trust it and uh, it just it helps right oh, yeah. and then that's i think that's how you go from i mean you guys have already dang near won as much this year as you did last year right yeah absolutely and yeah, so. you know I, our game plan this year was to have you know, like 25, 30,000 by Reno. And, uh, you know, we're obviously, we're past that now. So like we are, you know, we're confident that, you know, if we keep making our run and we don't switch things up, then I think, you know, I think we're going to make them pay us with, you know, my brother's heading the best that he's ever been. And I'm, I'm so confident in him and I'm confident in, in, you know, how I'm riding and how I'm going to keep riding. And, you know, as long as, you know, we keep things together, I think, I think it'll be a rewarding year. So what's the biggest thing going into this this summer that you're kind of preparing for? Like, you know, as you're, you're kind of putting the final bells and whistles on everything, what's the biggest thing either like mentally or for, for like your roping that you're you're going to be trying to, like what's going to be the biggest focus on it? And so kind of like you said earlier, the high risk, high reward. Um, we have a rundown and my, my brother's going to throw his rope and I've got to be there to heal the steer. So I think we're, our game plan is to... Um, obviously keep that run going um my brother's kind of got a game plan and i agree with him is to just try to get 
whatever we can out of our steer. Like, you know, like I said earlier, you got to have a good steer to win money. And sometimes you'll get by on a bad steer, but um, most most of the time you got to have a good steer, right? And so my brother's deal, and, and it brought a light to, you know, you're not going to do good all the time. But he's like, man, we're just going to catch our cows and catch them for what they're worth. So if that means, you know, five flat at a, you know, a, a one over rodeo or whatever, you know, you have to go seven. But our biggest deal this year is not beating ourselves and to completing the run, you know, and not taking, you know, dumb, uh, dumb shots, if you will. And, and, you know, just finishing the run, you know, let, let those guys beat us. You know, if we're seven flat, if we got to be seven flat, let's be seven flat. But if we can be, you know, four or five, let's be four or five and just try to get max our cows out. Yeah, max the cows out and the situations. Yes. Knowing just knowing what it's going to take to win that day and being able to to utilize use your cattle for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that creates the long term. Yeah, you know that that creates the like, hey, we're not we're not just going to make it one time or get close or whatever. Like, hey, this this is how a team I think gets to the the next level mm -hmm. is they really they don't give money away. Right. They they just take money when they're supposed to get it and then uh, and then make some runs that are you know that they probably weren't supposed to win money on right and yeah they, and that's how i think you really can separate yourselves from the field. kind of like andrew and buddy you know like they may not win all the time just because their run isn't you know a four flat run but you know if they get set up you know they're darn sure going to use it but very rarely do you see those guys miss you know and yeah. they've, they've just got it down so much to where like they're going to catch i mean you ride the you see them around the box like you know they're going to catch you know obviously it's inevitable we're going to miss but i mean you don't you don't see them riding the box and be like oh man like they're not gonna catch this one like they're gonna be you know in the money right here great definition of a they're or they're a great example of a team that they have their run yep. they have the pattern they like steers in yep. they catch a lot both and they really trust it they don't really get away from it uh hardly ever you yeah know? it's just like it, it works all year long to the yep. nfr and it goes long to short and i think that's really unique uh to to see that it does it pays off really good for, oh, for sure like the amount of steers that they had to run to get that down it's kind of like i feel like you know like junior or, or caleb and whatnot and like they've got their run down they run so many steers it's kind of like you know my brother and i like i know where the cow is going to be buddy knows exactly where the cow's going to be where to ride and stuff and though it's just good chemistry that you've got to have if you're gonna if you plan on winning right man one last question before we before we end this what about like good breakdown rodeo story you know what's what's been the you know when it just everything kind of goes wrong rigs hmm. breaking down you got any of those yeah also so this is divine intervention you know god is good <laughs> god is so good so we get done over there at Nampa. Yep. And it's 11 hour drive to Salinas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 11, 12 hours. 11, yep. 12 hours. So we're driving. We got the Johnsons. We're in our, we're on our truck and trailer. And uh, this is like the first thing that comes to mind. It's a, we're, we're going over there. I think we limp it over to uh, Salinas with a bad tire. And we had just bought these tires in Casper. And I'm like, man, what the heck is wrong? But, you know, it's out there. It's 110 degrees or whatever. We get to Salinas. Now, well, let's try to limp it out, you know, after the rodeo's over. And we're driving. We get, I don't know, a couple hours out of Salinas. Like, we're in Nevada now. And we have a blowout. And, man, like, change the tire. We go another couple hours. We had another blowout. Like, man, just on top of each other. And this is a Sunday afternoon. And I forget what town we were driving to. But, like, man, what's going to be open? It's Sunday. It's past 5 o'clock. 
We get to this town, we call this tire shop, 24 hour tire shop, like literally five miles where we had our last blowout. And we just limp it in there. And these guys, I mean, they're Hispanic and they don't speak the best English. And like, it was kind of a, a jankety spot. Like, I mean, just kind of a hole in the wall. They wouldn't let you go inside. I don't know. They might've lived in there, but I mean, anyways, they were open. Right. And they had two tires that fit those rims, like the exact same tire. Like what on earth? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just God, you know, like we'd have been stranded there. We had to get to, I think we got Spanish Fork after that. Yeah. Probably go straight to Spanish we went and then to, then to Cheyenne, I believe. Yeah. We went, we went straight. We were headed straight to Spanish and, you know, we, we would have made our run. Like we were, we were down. We couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, three so, tires. Yeah. Three tires and up Monday. So we had, we had blowouts and then the tire shop was five miles from there. Man, it, it was awesome. But I mean, God, God takes care of us. You know, he, he does a pretty good job. He knows what he's doing. How do you look at that when something like some everything's kind of, I mean, the rig's breaking down and then you get like a really nice, like, hey, this is a good break right here. You know, right. it's about to be bad. Right. Although, you know, it's $800 later, but I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. we could have been a lot worse, but you know, I, I, I try to be optimistic in everything. Uh, you know, even like I said earlier, when things are good, you can still be pessimistic. So whatever is going bad, I try not to bring that into light. I try to, you know, like, man, we have a nice truck, like we have nice horses the trailer's good you know like we're getting there we're safe and so i i just try not to bring myself down because like no matter what like in anything every every day of your life you can bring yourself down you can look at all the bad but i mean what does that do for you like what does that do for your mental health you know like yeah are you gonna if you're that guy like are you gonna be somebody like you know the next guy wants to be around you know i mean who likes who likes negative people well and two what about like the spiritual side of it i don't know if i mean you've brought God up and like a few God things. Is that kind of like, all right, I'm we're going the right way in this journey. You know what I mean? Like we're we're a we're going through trials, but we're also getting help. Like does it kind of help like know like hey, I'm going the right way or does it do Absol anything that way? Absolutely. So um we've grown up in church, you know, we're non-denominational and uh always always have had a relationship with God, you know, and I've never been a big drinker. You know, don't hardly ever cut loose or anything like that. And I go to the college radios and, you know, I stay in, I, you know, I rub the dummy or whatever, you know, everybody goes to the bar and I just don't think anything really good comes from, um, drinking and stuff, you know, and with your walk with God, it, it like drinking stuff up, it's not terrible. Like, I mean, I don't have anything against, you know, drinking, whatever, but I feel like it dilutes your, your walk with the Lord. And, uh, you know, since August, you know, I've really August, September ish, you know, I've really just kind of pursued the Lord a whole bunch and it's man, obviously going to church and you know and having having a walk with god and and seeing the seeds um reap we're reaping what we're sowing i believe you know being being a testament being a witness for the lord you know and man it's just been awesome to see what what god is doing and opening the doors and whatnot for us yeah especially with the the rodeoing lifestyle yeah. because there's a lot of trials it's hard i mean there's absolutely and i think it does it helps build a lot of character helps build faith and yeah and, and I, just, I think that's where a lot of my mindset comes from you know being humble like jesus man he was humble like you know whenever they were telling him you know turn this turn this rock into bread you know like no i don't need to show you i don't need to prove anything to you you know like he he's just a humble man and you know if i could and you know another thing you know like I'm this way, you know, I want people to see Jesus in me, you know, like I want to have people see me in a different light rather than, you know, the next guy or the next guy, you know, which is nothing wrong with those guys or whatever, but I just, I just want to be different, you know, not in the arena, but like outside of the arena, you know, how I carry myself. And I just want people to see that, you know? Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I think that's really cool. Uh, 
like what you guys are doing. I think it's pretty awesome to to watch a couple brothers go at it. And I think that's uh, you know, to to see what you guys are doing is it's great, man. I'm I really appreciate it. So well, I sure appreciate it. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, man. Well good luck this summer and like I said, it was it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.